Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Jeff Trailer joins us, a great friend of the show on 365 Sports with Craig and Paul and David Smoke. You text me back at 4.35 this morning. Was that because the coffee was still in your system that was thrown on the back of you when the game ended? Well, I'll, I never sleep after a game. I just can't do it. My adrenaline just rolls through me the entire night. So I got to sleep about 5.30. I had about I had 366 texts. I got them all done from about 4.30 to 5.30. Had a uh, Got to be on Sirius 84 this morning at like 7 o'clock, so I had to get up at 7. So I got an hour and a half sleep today. I bet I sleep pretty good tonight. What is easier to wash off, Gatorade or coffee? You know, I've been blessed uh, in 19 years as a head coach. At Gilmer, I was pretty much the mayor, right? So I made sure that my trainer always emptied all the Gatorade and water at the end of any game. So I never got doused once in Gilmer. And then at UTSA, I've become pretty popular quickly, and I empty everything. So anytime we got a big game, my trainers know they want to keep their jobs. <laughs> they better empty all the Gatorade in the back. So I've never been gotten before, uh, and they promised me this time it was going to be water. They were just going to tell everybody it was coffee, but I'm the one that got uh, duped this time. It was straight vanilla sweet cream cold brew, and it was disgustingly sticky and yuck. <laughs> And, uh, and and I'm one of those finicky kind of guys about my skin anyway, which drives my wife insane. So I was just miserable for the next two hours. Coach, uh, obviously got thrown, uh, you know, for a little bit of a loop as far as what you would like to have had available in your quarterback there with Frank Harris. I'm, I'm sure you had some idea that that could be the outcome and, and him not being available to play. But um, just can you kind of talk through what that situation was like, how unfortunate that was to see him not have that one last opportunity to play, but also how the rest of the team responded, in particular the, the uh, young gun there in Owen McCown? Yeah, uh, you know, two-line game early. Uh, we ran a power read, and he went up there and made a great play. And he got hit pretty hard, and um, we thought it was a separated shoulder. But 
Uh, kids just tough as heck and went in there, you know, he shot his shoulder up and he finished the game and thing wasn't getting any better. And I told him, I said, man, this thing's more than just that. Just, I know this kid, I've been with him too long. And we went back in there and got a, you know, a deeper look in there. And, uh, he had a more serious injury than what we had originally thought. And, uh, so we knew he was going to be out for the last three and a half weeks. And it's probably one of the best kept secrets maybe ever in San Antonio that I'm shocked. Nobody found out. Like I'm just shocked. And, um, you know, we don't have our indoor completed yet, so our, the weather was pretty yucky. It was rainy and cold and windy, so my media didn't come on the field. They they were waiting inside, so none of those guys saw right not practicing. So we just got lucky, and uh, it was terrible that we didn't get to go out with Frank, though. That really bothers me. He's such an amazing human. He prepared Owen all week and a half, two, three weeks. He was on the sideline there for him. You know, Owen got to a really bad start. We only had one first down after the first quarter when he'd already thrown two interceptions. Um, but he calmed down. We went for 21 points in the second quarter, and we got really hot and then on. Did you ever think when you were coaching Josh McCowan and uh, what was at Jacksonville under Danny Long and that great staff that you might one day be coaching his son? No, it never, ever enters your mind, uh, especially when you're – 24, 25, and I had a flat belly and a head full of hair, and I thought I was smarter than David Smoke thought he was back in the day, believe it or not. Um, so, no, you don't think like that. You're just too ignorant and stupid at that point in your life. Um, but he's the first father-son combo I've ever coached. Uh, we've now got Devin McEwen, uh, the freshman All-American receiver. He's also from Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. I had his parents. I have Chris Carpenter, my great returner. He's from Jacksonville. I had his parents. Well, I now have three on my team, uh, which lets, lets everybody know how old we're getting, David. Absolutely. Jeff Trailer, UTSA head football coach with us on 365 Sports. Uh, look, it Sports. was a double whammy seeing uh, Chad Pennington's kid across the way, too, l- last night. Um, I mean, that, that'll, that'll really throw it back in when you have both those guys. But for Owen, how much of it was just, like, getting – the like sometimes you just got to get the bad stuff out and then realize like hey it's it's maybe it's maybe not as terrible as I, I thought or I'm not as nervous as I thought and it, it, it's over. Well, you just you hate to make excuses, right? But I, I try to be a fact teller when I can be a fact teller. Sometimes in coaching, you got to use some coach talk at times. But when you don't have to, you like to tell the truth as much as possible. That's kind of what the Lord would like for us to do. Um, we lost the toss, right? So they kicked with the wind and we get backed up he's throwing in the wind it's 40 degrees and it's not ideal and we throw a slant and it bounces right off the hands of one of our best receivers tips right up for an interception so that wasn't him now just like his father he checks a protection he's max protects max protects he decides he's ready to go downtown into the wind when he underthrew it there's an interception now, that one's on him now, once we got the wind flipped uh, and our defense started taking over, we scored 21 points. That wind was more of a factor than you might could tell uh, just watching it on TV. Coach, what's it like to win your first bowl game? And what does that mean uh, for, for you, for the program, and uh, just kind of getting that box checked and, and having that to celebrate, having that trophy in the case? Well, you know how great you media people are. You you kind of create your own story. Now, we created it because we're the ones that didn't win the game. But when you get reminded of it every day, <laughs> it kind of becomes, you know, mental to a degree. 
And I felt like my kids were really straining and stressing just to get over that. And it's, it's unfortunate because they had, we had had three great years that we just hadn't closed it out. We lost to a really, really good Louisiana Lafayette team who was 15 in the country with Billy Napier, come back and lose to San Diego State, who was top 25. And we lose to, you know, Troy, who was top 15. So we've had a, a, just a murderous role for our bowl schedule. And uh, it was nice that we kind of caught a break. You know, Marshall had a really, really good defense, but their offense had kind of been in shambles. OC had been fired. Quarterback got in the portal. So we were a little fortunate. Now, we were unfortunate that our quarterback was out. Our All-American outside linebacker who led the country in sacks darn near, he got in the portal, so I didn't have him. And then Rashad Wisdom, my other guy that wears zero, mm-hmm. the leader of my defense, he breaks his arm early in the game. So both my zeros, which is our top number for us, did not play in the game. So had a lot of young kids step up, and uh, it was just good to get a win. Jeff, have you ever in your life ever been more upset with an official than you were the back judge on that pass interference call when the ball was 10 feet over the head of the receiver? Uh, yeah, I'm sure I can get, I've gotten way better in college by far. That's in college. The most upset I've been, mm-hmm. um, those guys are usually very consistent and you just, uh, don't have to voice your pleasure that much, um, uh, displeasure. Um, so, uh, I hate it. I'm sure, you know, he saw what he saw and, um, uh, I don't want to lose my bowl bonus on official, <laughs> so I'm not going to say much. Can you say anything about where you played and coached winning a state championship. You mean my first one? No, yeah, no, like them winning this like past weekend. Can you say anything about where you are from winning a oh, state yeah. championship? Oh, okay, yeah. I, I just can't I, I, I just can't talk about the players that I might be recruiting on the team. Right. But yeah, that's that's loosened up a lot. And one of the most special moments of my life. Uh, it's never open, it's always dead. So I got to be there, and it just so happened we're in Frisco. Mm-hmm. We practiced that morning, and one of my boosters was kind enough to get me there on the jet. Got my whole staff there, so we had all eleven of us on the sideline. Um, and my staff, you know, you know, obviously Kurt, who's on my staff, and uh, Coach Turner. You know, there's there's some guys on my staff. Luke Turner played for me. They know about Gilmer, but a lot of those guys hadn't really ever seen those guys in action, and uh, it was just awesome for them to watch. Uh, you know how East Texas is. Those guys are expected to see these huge, massive 6A kids. And Gilmer's out there with their little bitty kids running around. And it was just great to see all of it. You know, Alan Metzl was my offensive coordinator all those years. Mm-hmm. My nephew coached the O-line. My cousin coached the O-line. My first quarterback's on that staff. My first receiver. I bet I've got eight former players and all my assistants. It was just a really special day, David, and that's the first one they won. The last time we were all there together, David, was 2014. Yep. And we won it together then, and they'd lost the other ones when they got back. Uh, but I got to be there this time, and I, I'm just so happy with those guys. And Rick Albritton, what an amazing superintendent to tell all that together for 20-something years now. The Texas High School Coaches Association hat. I know Matt Rule one time wore that. Uh you wore it last night. Uh, obviously a message to what that group, uh, what that fraternity is all about. Yeah, it's just it's exactly what it was. It was just a shout-out back to where I came from and how proud I am to be from that organization and what they do for kids. Uh, you know, they teach the game of life every day. You know, it's the great thing about having that organization. 
we might not be teaching as many English classes and math classes as people would like for us to because we were in athletic period. And I know that bothers certain people, but the game of football, you're teaching life every day. And I promise you, those kids, as much as English and math is important, uh, life is really important as well. Jeff, uh, you have new toys coming. You mentioned the indoor. Uh, what's on the horizon as you head into the offseason? Yeah, we're not all the way there yet. We're fundraising for it. Uh, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a, just one of those kind of deals. You know, with NIL, how much can you ask from your boosters? I mean, where does it stop? I mean, they're supposed to, you know, fund the football team and build facilities for you and provide scholarships and get suites and get tickets. I feel for our boosters. I really do. Uh, somehow we've got to find a way. I thought Chip Kelly's idea was just so fantastic. We've got to start sharing this money with these players, and it's got to become regulated somehow. And uh, I don't know if you had the opportunity to see that mm-hmm. yet, David, but it's a really good four or five-minute listen. Yeah, we did. We played it on the show. Absolutely. Yeah. We did. It just seems it just seems too 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 simple, yeah. right? But I wish we could get moving towards something like that, Coach. Uh, kind of on that subject of just all the stuff that's going on. You had a bowl game last night. You have to turn right around and then sign your signing day class today. You've still got the transfer portal going on. There's Christmas around the corner. I mean, I could go on and on and on. I don't need to tell you all the things that coaches have obligations wise right now. But if you could have some input on just the construction of a calendar, what are your thoughts on kind of how busy everything seems to be these days uh, in college football for coaches and what kind of separation could you foresee in the future that would uh, help alleviate some of that? Well, I, I really don't know what the answer is. I just know it's a lot. I mean, we've been blessed to play in two conference championships in a row before this year. So we didn't get to have any official visits that weekend. This year we thought we were going to have our third in a row but we lost to Tulane, but you got to plan for it. So that weekend was shot again. Then we drew an earlier bowl than we anticipated because SMU did not get invited to the New Year's Six Bowl. So now we lost that weekend. So we had 20 official visits in one weekend. Instead of having three sets of seven, you know what I mean? We can get to know the families better. And you're practicing for a bowl that entire time while you're hosting all those official visits. Uh, we've had players on our campus, official visits, that are playing in bowls for other teams. I mean, it's the weirdest thing I've yes. ever seen in my life. Uh, it's just not what we all grew up, but it's the new way of the world. And we're just trying to hold on until there becomes some type of system that becomes maybe more normal. Um, but I'm glad it's going dead for a while. We can bring kids in, believe it or not, the first week of January for your mid-year transfer portal kids. And so we'll have probably eight kids in that week. So it's pretty crazy right now, no doubt. Now, we're going to go slow. Uh, I don't even look at those recruitment. I don't look at any of it. I don't know what one kid's rated. I never have cared. We'll be very, very slow and deliberate. Uh, this is a long process now. I think national signing days every day now. Because nothing's binding anymore. Nothing's binding. Mm-hmm. All those transfer portal kids, they're not yours for the first day of class. So they can sign wherever they want to. They can go somewhere else they want to. Jeff, I, I I know you want to go and you want to go to sleep here at some point here pretty soon, but your play I mentioned that your players play so hard for you. Why? Oh, it's simple, David. You've been around me for a long time. It's uh we're we 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 have a real relationship. It's real. And uh we don't practice real long, but we practice really hard. And uh we coach them hard, but we love them harder. And it's not 
it's not rocket science, man. I, the Lord gave me a gift just to reach kids. And, man, those kids really believe in me, and I believe in them. And those suckers play with their hair on fire every time they go out there, and they're a freaking joy to watch. And, man, they made me proud last night. You get down 14 to nothing. It's cold. You hadn't won a bowl game ever. You got a freshman quarterback out there. And I can promise you, probably everybody in the country that was watching it had written the Roadrunners off except for the Roadrunner fans and the Roadrunner players and coaches because our fans have seen us do it so many times before. And, by gosh, they pulled it off again, Brother David. Yeah, you did. And you have just not lost many games in your lifetime. I know you've got some that haunt you more than others and some that you're like, my God, you didn't think you were going to win, but you never have had that mentality uh, this is not really for you to answer, but I'll ask the question. Do you think last night, based on all the things you had with Frank and the transfer portal, et cetera, was that one of your better coaching jobs you've ever had? It was the most enjoyable I've ever been after a game. Uh, as far as not winning a championship. I mean, just for a game that's, you know, a bowl's a big deal, but it, those conference championships are pretty special for me, but that one was really satisfying uh, because of what we overcame in so many ways. Let's think about this. Marshall was playing in their 10th bowl game in the last 11 years. UTSA's been playing football for 13 years. Mm -hmm. They showed our highlight video of our 13-year career, which was about a blink. <laughs> and then they showed Marshall's highlight video. And you got Randy Moss out there mossing people. And you got Chad Pennington out there. And I'm just looking at us and I'm going, what are we doing playing these guys right now? But we're a new program and we're an exciting program. We play ball in a great, great city. And great. our fans were fantastic last night. They had as much to do with our, us winning the ball game as anybody did. No, it was, it was fantastic. Uh, uh, when you go home tonight and crash – is there anything you have to make sure you don't spill on the couch? Is that still a thing? Is that still the ground rules for Mrs. Trailer? I just pulled in the house, and I promise you, I'm watching two. I'm looking at two white blankets on the white couch. I assume that's where I'm supposed to lay if I get to lay on the couch. I assume <laughs> babe, I, this thing is taking a mind of its own. You know what she reminds me of, though. My my brown leather couch that got put to the you know the upstairs room. She tells me I can go up there and welcome to the brown couch all I want to. I think that's the way for, she's telling me to get out of her den and go up in my man cave up there. I believe. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> we we love you, man. We appreciate you so much. Congratulations on on getting that bowl win. Also, what you did, your staff and those players last night to beat Marshall. Appreciate it. Enjoy the the down period. I know that you rarely get those. And enjoy a little bit of rest, too. Thank you. Thank you, one, Coach. One last thing, Dave. 18 seniors, all yeah. of them eligible the first time ever. Second highest APR in the history of our school. Really proud of those 18. And they got them a win. Thank you all so much, David. God bless. Thank Start you. Up. You, too. This has been a Rogue Media Network production. Oh.